Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you, 1233 in Edmonton. Guests and winners now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. They open Thursday. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Just before we go to our NHL insider, John Shannon, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments and no interest for one year, that's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. I want to read a text uh, from a guy who himself was a minor pro goaltender back in the day. Herm says, Bob, disappointed that the Battle of Alberta turned out to be... A pillow fight. Frustrating to watch a starting NHL goaltender that's six foot five on his knees all the time and not using fundamentals to stop the damn puck. Our goalie coach needs Koskinen to stand up with his size, stay square to the puck, uh, stick on the ice and take away the angles. Some basic goaltending skills. One goal was scored when his butt was in the net. Ouch. The Oilers need to get the goaltenders to understand uh, that until they get goaltending, you do not win. And he's getting paid to do the job as a number one starter. That one comes to us from Herm. Um, so here's the thing. He's never been a goalie, even when he played over in the KHL, that can be an everyday starter. He's always been a very effective starter as a split rotation guy. Number two, Herm, you know the importance of work and practice. This is an area that is a strong part of Koskinen's game, and he hasn't been able to practice because he's had to start so much. So yes and no. Yes, I understand the frustration, the exasperation, but it's not all on him. And usually, as you know, Herb, there's two or three mistakes up the ice that lead to the caliber of opportunity. That said, he got completely outdueled the other night. Let's bring aboard John Shannon. John, how are you? Great, Bob, you? Good. Uh, so, I mean, here, here's the deal. As we sit there and recap the game Saturday night, it was a, a little bit of an illustration of some of the challenges uh, the two organizations, you know, Calgary went out and got the guy. Took the, I mean, we've seen the weakness in Vancouver. 
they don't have Mark Sherman, they don't have Tanev, and those guys were kind of the security blankets for that Vancouver team at times. Edmonton chased Markstrom hard. You would know to what degree the Oilers were in on him. They didn't get him. But in fairness to Koskinen, what's exasperated the situation is he's had to start basically every game. And so I don't know if we got a true indication of Miko last uh, last game as well. But I'd like to get your thoughts on all of that. Well, uh, you know, I, I I don't think that you can put all the blame uh, on the loss on Koskinen on Saturday night. Uh, I, I think you have to look at some, you know, the, the second and third periods where there was some obvious lapses uh, in the neutral zone and in the defensive zone that gave the Flames an, an opportunity to, to to go back in transition and and the Flames were better on the forecheck uh, in the in the second and third periods. So it's it's not all on on Miko. Would you like Miko to make a save? At a key point, sure you would, you know, and and we always talk about, you know, there's a save that a goalie has to make, um, and and you know earlier on in the uh, in that run that he had, he was making those saves, but I, I wouldn't sit here and, and point fingers at him at all. I mean, I think I think that that was that was the least of their issues. Uh, if I told you at the start of the year we're 13 games in a season, they haven't had Smith available. And Miko's at 890 save percentage, and the team is six and seven. I'd say, yeah, that makes sense, wouldn't you, John? I mean, is part yeah, of this? I think it's close. I think it's close. You know, yeah, I right. mean, the, the, you know, the, the, the problem with every game against Calgary, no matter where you are in the standings, you're supposed to win. That's yep. that's just that's the that's the rule of Alberta, right? Uh, we've 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 lived that uh, since you know since October of 1980, Bob. When they started playing head to head in the NHL, and so if you, even if you have a bad team, uh, if you can go to Calgary and win, or you, you beat them here, um, then then life's a little bit better. So there's an expectation, and, and particularly this year with the 56 game schedule, the Canadian division, um, you know, 10 games. Oh my goodness gracious! That uh, you know, it would not surprise me after 10 games. One team's won five, and the other team's won five. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Do you buy Herm's perspective that it was a pillow fight on Saturday night? Uh, it wasn't as physical as I thought it would be. How's that? I don't know about a pillow fight, but it wasn't as physical from the and there wasn't very there wasn't near as much after the whistle as I thought there would be. I, I, I really did think there more, and 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 then you have to wonder how much of that emotion gets ramped up with people and with 18,000 people at the saddle dome and 18,000 people at, at Rogers place. Uh, you have to wonder now what the role of the fans and their, their emotional involvement in the game plays in creating the battle. The angriest we saw anybody get was when McDavid took uh, Giordano and Tanev hard to the hole. Uh, and, and, you know, you know Connor, he's gifted, and he's. There's very few players in the league that can do that. Unfortunately, it looked a lot like. Uh, well, fortunately, it didn't have the same end result, but it looked a lot like the play that Connor got hurt too on. Much. A couple, it looked two. too much. It looked too much like that, Bob. And I'll okay. tell you what, you you know superstars as well as I do. There is no way, there is no way that Connor McDavid has forgotten what happened on that last day, last Saturday, of the regular season when he he did go into the post and it was Giordano. There's yep. no question. There's no question. They, these guys have great memories, uh, and and will will never 
ever forget what happened. And I'm sure that uh, the conversation... Um, well, we could hear it. On the ice. <laughs> we could well, hear it. Yeah, you could, I couldn't. Um, yeah, but, you know, you know, the conversation was pretty darn, hey, what are you doing, pal? Right? Yeah, to both, I mean, to both, as it turned out, Tanev's stick got him the work. Here's, and and I, I knew right away it was going to be called an offensive charge, like in basketball. Sure. And sure. part of the reason why I know it, John, is because I'm privileged. I get to watch McDavid every game, and I go, yeah, he can make that play. But there's, if you're in the, on the ice, it's, it's easy if you're up top or you're, you're sitting there watching on the tube and you know the player. But if you're on the ice trying to officiate that at the pace that McDavid's playing at it it's not a surprise to me that because that was a call that easily could have gone the other way tanif could have been called for the trip on the play no no easily i mean it was a mistake yeah it was a mistake there was there was you know um there they made a mistake that's yes. i think that that's one and 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 by the way i i thought and i as you know i i never criticize officiating. I never criticize officiating. In fact, I, I side with officials before I side with players most of the time. Uh, I would tell you that I disagreed with that call, and I actually disagreed with the next call on Pugliardi. Um, and and the Flames took advantage of both of them. Yeah. And and to me, those were, those were the two key moments of the game. Uh, in 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 so in so many ways. Well, 3-2 game if you get a 5 on 3 instead of playing 4 and 4 hockey with the way the Oilers can move it, it's probably you got a great chance to score. And then you just get momentum on a brilliant in uh, give and go with Connor and and, and yes, Poliarvi and then they call a pretty ticky-tack call. That's 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 interesting. I was going to give them that one off. I was because I I do my thing with Connor John is he's so fast and so good. The officials aren't used. They're not. You know what? The, those guys all played hockey themselves growing up, but they couldn't play at that level. And then yeah. you're you're officiating games where the guys are. They're better than you. They're good. You know, you and me both know how good those guys are. The listeners watching uh, right now, you know, listening to the show, watching, they know how good those guys are. But then you got a guy like McDavid, and he's a unicorn. He's simply on another level. But we're used to it now at Edmonton, and we're like, that's a damn penalty. And as soon as I knew right away, oh, they're gonna they're gonna blame this one on McDavid. I just I knew it. And it's yeah. frustrating and it's exasperating. And if you're a Flames fan, you're like, no, 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 that's going to interfere. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Totally. I mean, and, and I mean, bang, bang. And it certainly looks like that. But uh, let's face it, that was, uh, uh, that was, they, they, they made the wrong call there. Pure and simple, they made the wrong call there. And it, and in many ways, it became a, you know, a change in direction and momentum in the game. Uh, Brooks says, Bob, Mark Giordano has had his mulligan. Zach Cassian has to fight him beginning of the next game. Uh, well, Mark Giordano has had a little... There are a lot of players in the league that aren't the biggest Mark. Mark Giordano ask, is... A, ask Miko Koivu. Ask Miko Koivu about Mark Giordano. Cam Fowler as well. Stuck his knee out on Cam. Mark Giordano is an ultra-competitive player, which is why... He's still playing in the league at 37 years of age. But at some point, someone's going to get him back because that's usually what happens in that situation. But it's not going to be Cassian. Agreed, John? It's not going to be Zach Cassian? I mean, it's interesting listening to Dave Tippett this morning saying that he knows he needs to get more out of Cassian and Zach needs to play with a more of an edge. 
but I, I again, I'm I'm not I'm not one to believe in retribution like that either. I'd rather beat them. I'd rather beat them with the power play if they take a stupid penalty. I'd rather beat them with speed uh, rather than going ahead hunting for a certain player. And I, I'd rather beat them. Uh, through the duration of the game, as opposed to yeah. targeting somebody early, really. But but you know what? They're not wrong about what Zach has to do. Zach has to be a better player. He has to be a better player to be effective. That's why he got the new deal, and uh, that's what that really has to has to be a, his mo, uh, particularly in these next few games. Because let's face it, Ottawa, Ottawa is a tougher team yeah. than they came and appeared in Edmonton, and we're going to see that I think tonight and tomorrow night. Let's not forget about how that second game ended, John, against Ottawa. It was Zach Cassian right. engaged in a, uh, you know, Brady Kachuk got a piece of Adam Larson when the game is over. Not quite sure where that was from Brady a little bit earlier on in the game instead of hitting a guy as the game ends. And then Cassian got involved and Gabranson jumped in there. Zach said he was actually uh, having a, a conversation with his former coach, DJ Smith, who used to be on the uh, Windsor staff when Windsor the. Uh, team, yeah. Yeah, right? And yep. and so Ottawa, now Ottawa hasn't, they're not dressing Josh Brown. Doesn't look like Paquette's going to play for them either. So they're not dressing their, their tougher lineup. But I'm with you. I think something's got to give here at some point. Uh, and I'm going to give you a stat, John. The Oilers signed Zach Cassian before the January 29th game against Calgary. The four-year extension, $3.2 million. Uh, Kachuk and Cassian fought that night. Okay. And I'll credit the source. And then I went and looked it up. Uh, but Eric Francis mentioned on Friday's show, since then, Matthew Kachuk's had six fights since that game. Zach hasn't had one. Now, the difference is Kachuk's in everything. Cassian, guys, Geyser, you know, he caved in Brandon Dubinsky's face a couple of years ago. Uh, but Zach's also got just three goals in those 32, 32 games, too. He's got to get more involved, doesn't he? Yeah, and, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not one that, I'm, I'm not a fighter guy. Uh, but I am a play on the edge guy, yeah. uh, and we—if you know—if if, if any of us, I think we'd like to think if we had that body, we'd be playing a little uh, a little more physical than we're seeing right now. And I think that's the frustration for all the fans: is hey, Zach, you've got the body to be that guy. You do. Your hands are good enough to be at the net. You know, you, you please, please use them. And and listen. <laughs> We've all we've all been parents. We've all been uh, parents of, of newborns, and I'm sure at home games he's not getting near the sleep that he is on the road. So you have to, it, it, particularly in the last little while. So you have to hope that something changes that way too. Oh, I, and again, I have empathy for him. Some teams just don't want to wake him up. John, we're getting some heat here. This text comes in. It's out of Edmonton. McDavid needs to understand that you can't drive the net and the goalie like that without issues. Deserved a penalty for sure. And you two are both so far out to lunch on Giordano. This is cherry picking at its finest. My God, <laughs> says the texter. I didn't know that Mark Giordano had relatives in Edmonton. I, I didn't know well, that. I, that ex- I, I, know, I know his agent's in Edmonton, so maybe his agent's listening. So You know what? Let me just see. Does it say Does it say Richie? Does it say Richie on the text here? You know what? Hey, Rich, how are you doing? You know what? And you know what? I, as soon as I said it, I knew I'm going to be getting a text from somebody. I, 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 I don't think it's Rich Winter, but uh, anyhow, I digress. So, I'm a, so hey, listen. I'm a G, listen. I'd have Gio on my team any day. So would I. He's a, he's a, he's a great hockey player, but, but, he, he, but he, you know what? He plays. He plays to the edge, and every once in a while, he goes over. That's what he does. 
You know what? We're asking Cassian to play a little bit more on the edge because he's because yeah. it's been a little yeah. bit quiet, and they, they've got a they've got a guy that uh, plays on the edge. Uh, it's funny stuff. Are you hearing anything at all? Total curveball, and then I'm going to get your thoughts on about three other things here. Are you hearing anything at all on the Pittsburgh Penguins general manager situation? No, um, Elliot Friedman said on on Saturday that they're going into their second round. I believe that they, uh, in talking to some people yesterday, uh, they are starting to talk to those people in the second round today and tomorrow to uh, to schedule some um, as some as second Zoom calls. Because uh, let's face it, you, a lot of them can't travel, won't travel at this point. Uh, particularly those guys that are in Canada. Uh, but there's uh, they they want somebody in the next ten days. They want a, they want a manager sooner than later, and uh, and they're going to get it. And so I, I I think that when you when you look at the list, I think you have to put Ron Hextall near the top. I think you have to put Chris McFarland, the assistant general manager in Colorado, near the top as well. I'm with you on uh, that one. What did you think of the Super? You're, you know you're a long time ace in the TV business. What did you think of the Super Bowl production last night? It's fine. No, it's fine. There weren't there weren't any mistakes. I didn't see any mistakes. Uh, I I, um, I mentioned on our podcast this morning with McCowan, um, actually, that I, I actually didn't enjoy Tony Romo very much last night. I thought uh, I thought when the game went thirty-one-nine, when there was, you know, this is when announcers have to really work hard to try to make it an experience. I think Tony tried to be too funny, um, and he t- tried to he, he yeah. tried to cute himself through the game as opposed to being a little more analytical of what was right and what was wrong. But that's just my personal opinion. And I love Romo. I think he's very good. I just didn't like him much last night. Brian from the YYC says, Bob, why uh, why do you feel it was 10 of a trip McDavid? Giordano initiated the first trip pushing his right skate, knocking him off balance. Then Tanev pushed the left skate. Well, to me, the Tanev was the more of the finishing blow that knocked him a kilter. John, are we going to be seeing more of you here? Uh, you might. Uh, although I'll tell you what, I did go out for a walk, Bob. <laughs> I did go out for a walk, and I didn't. Co- I didn't last very long out there. So, uh, but I am in Edmonton today. Absolutely, yes. Do you want to tell people what you're doing? Uh, well, uh, ordering room service soon. Uh, no, I actually I'm going to be on. Uh, I'm going to be on the Sportsnet show tonight, tomorrow night, and Thursday night. All right, have fun with Jack. We got a couple texts today uh, saying they love Jack's call on the TV side. So enjoy that, and we will touch base on Wednesday, John. I, and we got to convince uh, Ruth Chris to open on Wednesday when we have a night off. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if we can make that happen. That would probably upset you know, somebody. You, have, you know people in the health department. Come on. I have apps. I can tell you what the numbers are. I can tell you that we're uh, dropping uh, rapid. Here we go. We're down to 1,889 active cases in Edmonton. Uh, at one point, we're, and that's the Edmonton Health Zone, which includes Sherwood Park and St. Albert and Spruce Grove. So we're below 2,000 active cases, and at one point, we're at 10,000 active cases. So that's all occurred since about December the 8th. So there you have it. Good. There you go. Great stuff. Thanks, John. Okay, Bob. Bye-bye. You bet. Our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, that is John Shannon. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is 1251 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott, myself, will get to a North Division report when we come back in orders now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, this text comes in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Give Cassian a break. I fought more than any person I know until I had kids. Then I never put myself in a situation to do so. Flames consider Cassian dirty. He's not dirty. He plays by the code, says this texter. Fighters know this code. Gio and Kachuk don't play by the code, and somehow they get a pass from the NHL. The refs, even the media. It's sickening, uh, says uh, the texter. So, um, interesting uh, text. I, I I don't think I can say it more. I mean, I discussed this with Mark on Friday uh, and with Eric Francis. The fact of the matter is there aren't a lot of guys looking to fight Zach Gassian around the league. He's got a pretty lethal left hand uh, and he does play on the edge and he seems to be a guy when he plays on the edge that gets more calls against him. He's had a quiet start to the season. You know, it's you can 50-50. This isn't yes or wrong. Uh, you know, there you go. Uh, sort of perspective on it. The reality is I have some empathy for the position that Zach's in, and I'm sure Zach would tell you he'd also like to get more engaged and involved as well. All right. Do you want to mention there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what's asked when, but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford, nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction out in Wetaskiwin. Ford is built for you. I'm in a 2021 F-150. It's loaded. Great navigation system. All that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff that I needed to be educated on. So, uh, thankfully, at Brent Ridge, Johnny hooked me up and helped me out. So, let Johnny, Uncle Milt, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend you a hand. You can reach them at 1 877 477 3673 or visit brentridge.com. As we go into our North Division re- uh, report, North Division update is brought to you three times a week by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Here's Brandon Escott. All right, Toronto sitting atop things as they have been for most of this season. Actually, all of this season. Uh, Montreal has tied them a couple times in points. They are one behind Toronto's 19 with 18 points of Montreal's own. Uh, they've both played 12 games now. Winnipeg uh, taking points in three consecutive games from Calgary. They are cemented in third place. Three points ahead of the Edmonton Oilers with two games in hand. The Oil 6-7 and seven 
now on the year, just 12 points. Uh, Vancouver in a bit of a tailspin. They are, well, 2-7 and seven on the road, and uh, that's largely in part due to the four straight losses, uh, particularly at the hands of the Maple Leafs in recent games. Calgary in sixth. Ottawa in seventh. They did get a win, uh, but still just two on the season for them, Bob. So the Oilers, uh, they got to take care of business coming up in these next two. All right, uh, we'll go into... Oh, go ahead. Hit that sting for me right now, Brendan. Go for it. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. Again, that is our North Division report as we slide into the Oilers Now Injury Report. Brought to you by James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers here it's Brandon Escott. Okay, Ethan Bear unavailable tonight against Ottawa. Now, can you clarify, Bob? Is he on the road trip with them right now? Do we yes. know that? He is. Yes. Okay. Yes, so, but uh, he's on. But he's on IR. All right. So again, listed as unavailable. Gaetan Haas also placed on the injured reserve this morning. Undisclosed injury there. Tyler Ennis called up in his place. Ottawa with a clean bill of health, aside from defenseman Christian Wolainen. Uh Wayne Simmons is now on the shelf for about six weeks for Toronto. He's, he's suffered a broken wrist against Vancouver on the weekend. Blues forward Robert Thomas broke his thumb. He'll be out four to six. And Ryan Johansson. Uh, struggling mightily this year is now week to week for the Nashville Predators. He's got an upper body ailment. There you go. It is 12.56 in Edmonton. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Here we go. The texter says, Oilers fans whining about one missed call. So how how about the first call on Kachuk? Roughing week. Didn't even touch Yamamoto. Well, I actually brought that up in the broadcast and saw, thought that was a soft call. Lindholm embellishment call, weak. Uh, well, Lindholm did embellish, and I, if you listen to our broadcast, I said make a decision. Either call the interference penalty on the orders or call Lindholm for embellishment. Make a decision. Kachuk hold on McDavid. McChuck, uh, McDavid grabbed him and embellished. Five power plays to three for Edmonton by games, uh, and yet all we hear about is one bad call. If you listen to the opening on the show, I said they didn't get good enough goaltending to win the game. However, 3-2 game in the second period, Oilers on the power play. That's a 5-on-3 if they call a penalty on Tanev. Probably a different situation heading to the third period. That's it. So, But we read your text, and you're probably a Flames fan, so we'll leave it at that. Bob, uh, this says Fletch from Calgary. Our Oilers, our Oilers, still struggle with the five-on-five. Oilers defensemen are getting better at moving the puck out of our end, but in the neutral zone, we don't seem to have a system except to dump the puck in. Uh, when that happens, they aren't strong enough in terms of battling the puck. Cassian put the Kachuk boys in their place uh, starting tonight with Brady. See... <clears throat> Interesting. Should have, okay, should have Louis DeBrusque on the show uh, more often, says the texter. Very knowledgeable. Would like to hear his opinion on questionable officiating the other night. And also his opinion on questionable coaching. Paul Yarvey on the Yamamoto on the power play instead of James Neal. Well, Louis on the show every Thursday, so we'll bring these topics up with him on Thursday. Thank you very much. Uh, we try to rotate guests through uh, and have, uh, you know, we like having Brian Burke on the show. We like having Elliot Friedman. We like having Brian Lawton. So keep that in mind. Oh, and Mark Spector. Mark does two hits a week. John does two hits a week. Still to come on today's show, one fifteen, an update from the farm, Jay Woodcroft, and at one one thirty five. 
today, uh, the general manager of the Ottawa Senators. 12.59 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.